Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Look there, if you will, very quickly in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 18 through 21. And then in the same book, we're going to look at chapter 20 there at verse 28. And I'm going to talk to you from the subject, the right one. Come on, say the right one. The right one. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21 reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But when he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. Very important part here. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Come on, say miraculous conception. Verse 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Let's all read verse 21 together. Ready, read. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. It reads, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Here's the operative part of the scripture. And to give his life a ransom for many. Read that end part for me. And to give his life a ransom for many. One more time. And to give his life a ransom for many. The right one. Come on, say the right one. The operative word there in Matthew 28 is the word ransom. And the word ransom by definition means a payoff, a payment, or a price. It comes from the Latin word redempto, which we get our English word redemption, which means to be set free or to be bought and brought back to. And so some will use or, or, uh, or say rather that we are celebrating today a, or in this season rather, 25th day of December more specifically, a pagan holiday. Well, we are not looking to the day. And I don't have time to really even get into the historical background and show you the 25, the relativity of it or anything like that. What I think what's most important for us as believers is to understand that we are not looking to the day. We're using the day to look to the one. 
So you, you, you cannot allow, as a believer, the chatter to rob you or us of an important reflective moment of the church and to the world. See, those who are even knocking it don't even understand that the day is just as important to them as it is to the church. And if we're not careful, we will allow chatter to keep us from recognizing what, the, uh, what we use the day to look to rather than what we make the day for. Now, the truth is if Jesus was not born, then sin still rules. And sin still has a death hold on everyone saved and unsaved. And all hope, both now and in the life thereafter, is lost and of no good to no one. Beyond the sails, beyond the height, beyond the discounts, beyond the trees, beyond the mistletoe, beyond all of the misguided narratives, the birth of this child was a life-changing, it had life-changing, excuse me, ramifications that even benefits those who are totally against the day. And so why the need? Why the need of this child? Why the need? Well, the eating of the tree, we got to go back in history now, or back to the beginning rather, and, and note that the eating of the tree brought a sin state on humanity, separating man from God and causing man to take a lower ranking position than what God had originally planned for man. Man would be holden to himself and to every act of sin and the repercussions of every act man would have to pay. The state of man was affected, the status of man was altered, and the structure of humanity was destroyed. Let me say that again. Because Adam ate from the tree, the state of man was affected. The status of man was altered, and the structure of humanity was destroyed. So God, watch this, instituted as a way of temporarily clearing man of his debt something called sacrifice. It would involve the innocence of a lamb that would replace man's violation. And not just any lamb, it would have to be a lamb without spot or blemish. It was required. Come on, say it was required. Having no spot or blemish on this lamb signified sinlessness. It signified man having his structure back temporarily. It signified innocence, giving man his status back temporarily. And it signified purity, watch this now, reclaiming the structure of humanity temporarily. But when the blood dried up, the sin was still there. So what made Jesus then the right one? Why need 
a child. Well, if you understood law, it was law said eye for an eye. There had to be a rightful exchange that would have to be in place of what Adam did. Every, every lamb, every goat was temporary. There had to be an innocent sacrifice that could come and take the total place of what Adam did. It had to be like Adam, of flesh and bone. Now listen, what made Jesus the right one? Number one, what made him the right one was because he was prophesied. Come on, say he was prophesied. In Michael chapter 5, verse 2, prophecy has to line up with the scripture. Michael chapter 5, verse 2 says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruled over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now listen carefully, listen carefully. I know some, to some of you that didn't make any sense at all, but that was a prophetic word from the prophet Micah letting them know about a soon coming king, a soon coming redeemer that would come and rule back over his people Israel. Israel, by its origin definition, those who have made Yah their God. Now listen, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Micah pinpointed the exact location of his birth. He said, Bethlehem, Ephrathah. Listen carefully. The little town of Bethlehem where David, king of Israel, was born and grew up tending his father's sheep in the surrounding fields. When the wise men came before Herod, they asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. That's Matthew 2 and 2. And so prophecy had already made it clear many generations prior that this ruler would be born in Bethlehem out of all the towns in Israel. Now let's back up to Michael chapter 4, verse 8. Very important because he's still prophesying about our soon coming king. It says, and it specifies that kingship would come from um, uh, and former dominion would be restored to Jerusalem at the watchtower of the flock. Come on, say the watchtower of the flock. Now, I know that don't make any sense to you right now, uh, uh, but it's going to make sense when you understand what Micah was talking about. Talked about it at the watchtower of the flock. Now, Micah chapter 4 verse 8 says, And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the, two important words, first dominion, and, important word, kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, that daughter of Zion now is talking about the church. That represents the church. Well, listen at this. Migdal Egder, the tower of the flock, was where the lambs set aside for temple sacrifices were raised. They were raised. The lambs were raised at the tower of the flock. Come on, say the tower of the flock. Tower of the flock. During Passover, 
the annual celebration of the Hebrew nation's deliverance from captivity in Egypt, one lamb was needed for every household. This was estimated to be 250,000 sheep were needed every year to accommodate the Passover sacrifices and feast. Can you imagine that? 250,000 sheep had to be sacrificed, one per family, so that for that one family, their sins could be redeemed for that short period of time. The Tower of Migdal Egder provided the perfect vantage point from which the shepherds could watch over their flocks from above. Now, shepherds and wise men did not come at the same time. The shepherd saw him when he was a lamb uh, in a manger. The wise man saw him when he was a young boy. They didn't come at the same time. We'll talk about that later on so you'll know the difference of the two uh, because it was the wise that brought gifts. We'll talk about that later on. Now, see y'all looking. See, that's why we just say we need Sunday school. Um, every listen. <laughs> um, Every firstborn male lamb was considered holy and was set aside for sacrifice in Jerusalem. I, I want to talk back to my church. Church, talk back to me. Uh, when the shepherds came, the Bible declares they, they found the baby. He was wrapped in, he was wrapped in what? Swallowing coat, lying in a what? Amen. Keep that in mind because that's significant now. That's significant. That's significant. That, that means something. That, that, just, that just, see, God is not a waste of words. That meant something. And, and it had to line up with prophecy. Now, now, listen at this. The newborn lambs would be wrapped tightly, swaddled, in specially designated temple cloths. And they would be laid in a manger to keep them contained while they were being examined for blemishes. Because the shepherd got to make sure that the lamb doesn't have any blemishes on it. Because a blemish would represent sin. And it had to be a lamb that represented, a, a perfect lamb had to be a lamb without spot or blemish. So the purpose of the shepherd was to examine the lamb and he would swaddle the lamb. He would wrap the lamb tightly and, and lay the lamb in a safe place so that he can examine the lamb. So when Jesus was born and the lamb showed up and they saw Jesus wrapped or swaddled, they knew that he was the right one. He was fulfilling Old Testament prophecy. Now, listen, it, it, it wasn't by happenstance that there was no room in the end because it was time for sacrifice. So everybody had to show up. But he, it, it was important he showed up when he did because he had, to, he had to fulfill how the sacrifice was received in the Old Testament by becoming a type and shadow of an Old Testament sacrifice. So if we had to wrap those sheep, we got to wrap him too. Are you listening? Come on, say the right one. Listen at this. At the appointed time, the shepherds would separate the lambs, selecting only the firstborn males that were without mark or blemish and would lead them to Jerusalem 
where they would be purchased by people wanting to present a sacrifice before the Lord to atone for their sins. Now, notice now the people who were sin had to bring the lamb in exchange for their sins. That's salvation. Because you got the sinners coming to receive, not only to give, but to receive what the lamb had to give to them. So that was an exchange. So by purchasing the lamb, they were putting on them what the lamb had on them and then taking off them what was on them and putting it on the lamb. Okay, 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 okay. Now, 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 some, something else important that you got, you got to get here, uh, and I'm just throwing this in for free. Uh, that's why we needed Judas. It was necessary. Because remember now, the people had to buy the lamb. If they didn't have one, they had to buy it for themselves. So when Judas went and coerced with the Roman government to sell Jesus out, and they gave him pieces of silver, if you would add up the amount of the pieces of silver, it totaled the amount that you would need to buy a lamb without spot or blemish. It was all a setup. It was all a dream. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was all a setup. It was all a song. I don't know where that song came from. It was all a setup. Listen at this. When the angel appeared to the shepherds in the fields, he told them that they would find the newborn king wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Listen, listen, listen. It, it was not, it was not. See, I'm telling you, man, we got to watch because we take so much of the word and we filter through this fallen mind. We filter through this fallen mind and we make, we make claims that don't even line up with the word of God. Uh, uh, first of all, Mary and Joseph were not poor. I don't know where we get this stuff from. On the way we get this, the Bible clearly said that, it, number one, they had to end up there because Jesus came to fulfill all things. So he had to close up every gap by becoming an example in the gap. Right? That's number one. So he had to be in the manger in, and wrapped in swaddling clothes to close up that Levitical gap or that shepherding gap. So we are past that now. Number two, the scripture clearly said that they were there, secondly, physically, because there was no room in the inn. All the hotels were booked. Now, how, how do we not read the scripture and then say they were poor, so they ended up there because they were poor folk, and then said they wrapped them in swaddling clothes because they didn't have any money, not even understanding that in, the, in those days, the Levitical priesthood kept the sheep. The Levites wasn't broke, and swaddling clothes, that swaddle that they wrapped him with was a special Levitical priestly wrapping that they did. So even in teaching us about Jesus, they, they brought us a poor Savior. And then they leave us, they leave us with him as a child. We're remembering him being born. But I wouldn't bring pampers to your party because you're not in a pamper state anymore. So he's no longer a baby in a manger. We're, uh, we're, we're reflecting on, right? Just like if I came to your house, your, you know, especially if your mama was throwing a party, she going to always pull out them baby pictures that don't nobody want to see. And, but she's pulling them out for memory 
purposes only. Because every gift that's presented to you is age uh, uh, um, appropriate. Thank you. So if, so if we're going to worship him and if we're going to serve him, we need to worship and serve him age. Uh, we need to serve him age appropriate. And, and, and right now, he's seated whoo, at the right hand of man. He, he's not little baby Jesus because babies need to be taken care of. Babies don't take care. So they knew, these shepherds, they knew exactly where he would be found because swaddling clothes were only used in one particular location and for one particular purpose. It was used in Migdal Egder, the tower, remember I told you to say that, of the flock, where sacrificial lambs were wrapped and examined for perfection for being set apart for the slaughter that would atone for sin and make peace with God. Come on, say atone for sin, make peace for God. Come on, say atone for sin, make peace for God. You need to remember those. Listen, Jesus came to atone for sin and make peace with us for God. He made peace for us with God. He made peace for us. For God. Now, here's one of the easiest ways you can understand Jesus. Get past the, you know, the body sacrificing blood. If that's too murky for you, all you gotta think about is 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 you having a ticket that you cannot pay. And you standing before the judge to have to pay that ticket that you cannot pay, and you don't have the finances to pay the ticket. And since you don't have the finances to pay the ticket, then you must receive the penalty that's associated with the ticket. The money, watch this now, would hold back the penalty. But because you don't have the money, the judge, the righteous judge, has to impute on you the penalty of the ticket. And the penalty of the ticket may be five years. Uh, let's just simplify by saying the ticket uh, may involve a loss of time of life. Because if you get locked up for five years, that's, that's a loss of time of life. Praise the Lord. And so you're standing there before the judge, and you say, Judge, I don't have the money to pay for the ticket. And right before the judge gets ready to slam his gavel down and say, well, this ticket says that because you don't have the money to get you out, then I must sit you in the penalty. And right before he shuts his gavel down, someone flings the back door up and say, wait a minute, judge. I'll pay for it. And they walk up and pay the price Watch this, or take your place and take the penalty away by paying the price for what you owe. That's exactly what Jesus did. Sin was on the line for all of us. And it was a ticket that none of us could pay. We tried through generations to do it with lambs, but every time the blood dried up, the penalty was still there. And right before God was about to drop his gavel, a child was born. And, and John said it like this, Behold, 
the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And he paid the price, the eternal price for everybody that's in the room. Three decades later is when the Apostle Paul said that. So Micah prophesied three decades prior that the king of Israel would be found at the tower of the flock. So it's by no surprise he was found in the manger because that's where the prophet said he was going to be at. He said, you're going to find the king lying. Well, that's a cheap place to bring a king. No, 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 no. It was the place of inspection. I'm glad he showed up in the manger. I'm, and I'm glad that he passed inspection. And I'm glad that the holy child was without spot or blemish. And watch this now. And you got to remember now, whatever was on the sacrifice now comes on what it was sacrificed for. Come on, put your hand out there and say from here to there. Or do it again. Come on, say from here to there. In other words, put that hand back out there. Whatever was on the sacrifice now comes on what it was sacrificed for. Watch this. And whatever was on what it was sacrificed for takes, goes on to the sacrifice. And so I take his sinlessness and put on me, and he take my sins and put it on him. It's an even exchange. Let me close with this. Let me close with this. Back up at, at Matthew chapter 1. There at verse 21 it says, and, and she, sh I'm sorry, verse 20, I want to deal with something here. Part the uh, uh, C part of that scripture says, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Joseph is not Jesus' biological father. The scripture declares that it was conceived in her. Not inserted in her, it was conceived in her. It was a miraculous conception. Well, I just don't understand how, how God could impregnate her without a man. But you believe that God made man from the dust of the ground. So if he could take dust from the ground and make a body and then breathe life into that body. And, and you know what? You know what we got to stop doing? You know what we got to stop doing, church? You know what we got to? You got to stop trying to make God make sense to you. Amen. Think about that. You created. Some of us, some of us don't even have, uh, some of our education don't even exceed college. No shade. Some of us didn't need college. I, I didn't go to college. I went to the military, did some college stuff later on. You get what I'm saying? And then some of us made it through college, but we didn't, like, make it through. We kind of, like, cheated. You know what I'm saying? You know, you just, you know, you, you know, you know, you. You got the degree now. We can't tell it all. You know what I'm saying? Only the walls know what you really did. You get what I'm saying? We know you didn't write all them papers. You know what I'm saying? You, you found the nerd and paid the money. Come on, you know. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Thank God you got it, though. But some of us don't remember none of the trick, none of the, no, we don't remember none of that. You are created, right? You, you, you have limited, you have limited mind space. And we want God to make sense to us. We want the creator to make sense to, tell me how you did it. Then I believe you. Can the clay? Say to the potter how the clay wants to be formed or does the potter form the clay? The potter forms the clay. And so you first thing you got to think about is, okay, we are talking about God. 
who, 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 who perfectly fashioned the sun and pitched it perfectly that if it came an inch closer to the earth, the earth would burn. And you believe in the Big Bang Theory? You believe a, a catastrophe perfectly pitched the sun? That if it came an inch closer, an inch closer to the earth, the earth would burn? And you think two meteors hitting each other did that? And you would question that God on if he had the power and the ability and the capacity to impregnate a virgin? He who formed the seas and the rivers and then, watch this, appointed them to the moon so that they would hold their boundaries. And you would, you, would, you would question him on whether or not he would have the ability. You come from, you come from a thousand men racing to one egg and you made it. You'll figure that one out riding home. You used to be able to run. If you can't run now, you used to be able to run. May not have the same speed now, but you can see you used to be able to run. And, and, and none of us can explain that. None of us can explain how, how what sits in my loins can meet what's in your loins and put you here today. And you want to question if God can cause a birth. You say, well, why it's not happening now? We don't need another Savior. Why, why God not opening red seas now? That's not an Egypt that we need to walk from. Why, why, why God not making more rods turn to snakes? We don't have to compete. Uh, God has all power over the enemy now. He doesn't have to prove himself like that no more. See, we get caught up in all this type of chatter. And then we question if God can. God said, I am. And he will be as much to you as you believe he is. Jesus came. Come on, I told you to write down two things. This is what you got to get. This is what we see. I'm telling you, parents, you do your children a disservice to put gifts on the tree and not inform them of the one who died on the tree. You do make it pagan when you don't pause for a moment and remind your kids that, hey, it's because of Christ that we are able to do this. You know, I, you know, I want to be careful because I don't know where you are with teaching them about, you know, the slate. So, I don't, you know... I don't know, you know, I, you know, I had problems. I, I grew up in Roger William for a minute, and I, I, you know, the song talked about, you know, the chimney. You get what I'm saying? I'm trying to be nice because I don't know if no kids in here right now, and I want to miss, I want to miss you loud. And so, uh, <laughs> I want to miss you loud. And so, uh, so Ruby, I, I was trying to wonder the whole time. I was trying to think the whole time about how he get up in here because we ain't, we ain't had no chimneys in the projects, you know what I'm trying, trying to figure out where he coming from, how he eat them cookies like that. Well, you know how I broke it up because, you know, my mama, when she locked the house down, she locked the house down. And you know what I'm saying, three, four locks on the door, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I didn't hear one lock last night, you get what I'm saying? How, how he get up in here? How, I mean, and we in the projects and, you know, he, he you know, how, how he make it up in here and out of here and keep all his gifts? <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? He messed around and come up in my house. By the time he get back to his sleigh, they all his gifts gone. <laughs> so I'm, see, I'm trying to figure out how, how he get up in my house and didn't get hit. <laughs> and, I, and it was at that time he recognized. <laughs> it was at that moment I recognized that, there, you know, that he couldn't have been who he, who he said he was. 
<laughs> it was at that moment I realized that it was mama. Mama, you know I love you, mama. It was 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 mama. I had a Santa Claus, but it was. Yeah. And, 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 and so what, 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 what needs to happen is we, we've got to make sure that as a church, listen to me carefully, listen to me carefully. We got to make sure as a church that we aren't giving off the aura of paganism because we're more caught up in the tree. We're more caught up in the gifts that are under it than we are what the day was supposed to be. Listen, reflective of. Got to argue about him being born on the day. What we choose to make the day reflective of is what's important. Not whether or not he born on the day. What the day is reflective of of we have to be sure that as the ecclesia the church the ones now who have received the gift that we don't make it look like it's pagan because we beat the malls down to get the gifts because we fall into depression and get in debt just so we can have gifts under the tree and the children still don't know what the day is about but they know that you got to make the day count so get in debt if you have to is that a way to be reflective of the savior that your child opened a gift up that you have to still pay for two years later? Do we even take time at home to pray and get the children? Tell me what you're thankful for. Tell me, do, tell me about that. I, I love what they did there. Tell me about the Jesus story. Don't have to be deep like that, tower flock. They got to know all that. I just wanted to show you that it lined up with prophecy, that he was the right one. But, but they, need to, they need to know. They need to, we need to know they got some Sunday school. And let, me, let me change that. They need to know they got some homeschool in them. That they got parents that know. And that ain't a, it ain't about us just unwrapping gifts and getting stuff for us, but being reflective of the gift that was given. That God saw and God wanted us to be back in right standing with him. And so God himself came down to pay the price for our sins, to get us back in right standing with himself. He did it. Of his own will, the Bible says, he begat us unto him. God said, you know what? Y'all can't offer sacrifice for yourselves. I'm going to do it for you. Came down through 42 generations, the Bible says, embodied himself only for one purpose, to take that body. Once it grew up, to take that body and put that body back on the tree for what Adam took off the tree. But he had to get here first. And we have to be thankful of that. We must be reflective of that. We cannot allow this season to slip our mind. I don't care if they don't put up a tree. I don't care if it don't feel like it. We cannot allow this season of what this is about. Listen, all over the world, and we're going to allow them to take that from us, all over the world on that one day, earth is remembering that unto us a child is born, a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. No other religion does that. All over the world, it's being done. Watch this. And Jesus, I'm done, is still saving today. He's saving the world today. Do you know that studies say that if it wasn't for the Christmas sales, most companies would go under? That they use the Christmas holidays to make up? Ain't that something? Jesus said, I'm even saving y'all stores. Because if it wasn't for me, y'all wouldn't even make all this money y'all make. Jesus still saving 
He's saving. Folk don't even care nothing about him. He said, I, I saved your stove. No, no, you ain't got to give me no credit, but I know, you know, you used me, you prostituted me to do it, but that's okay. They prostituted me to, back then too. So go on and use me. I'm just being who I am, a savior. How dare we forget that? We need to be mindful of that. If we're going to remember your birthday and you're going to turn up for yours, you should turn up for his. Now, let me say something else as I'm closing. You know, I'm just teaching. And if you want people to bring gifts to your party, how could you come to church and not bring a gift to him on his birthday? Huh? Why, why couldn't you put something else under the, under the tree? But we ain't got no tree. You get what I'm saying? We need to be just as honorable to him as we would want people to be to us on our day. Does that make sense? Let's pray over this. Father, we're grateful. We thank you. We acknowledge the birth of our Savior. And we thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth to fulfill all things and to receive us back to yourself as your children. We thank you that when no other sacrifice would, would be acceptable and would do the job, you came and fulfilled it all. And though we may not be able to understand it all, God, we're grateful and we're thankful because you said that our sins are forgiven because of a sacrifice that was accepted and given on our behalf. And so we receive it simply on the grounds of your word because you said it and you're not a man that you should lie. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being born. Thank you for coming to this earth and taking on our sins. And we give you glory for it. May our lives and may the church always be reflective of this moment that you be glorified in it and that you be lifted in it above all else. In the mighty name of Christ Jesus, amen. Amen. Very quickly, Jesus came two reasons, to atone man for sin and to put us in right standing with God, right? So if you're here today, and you're not in right standing with God, you're only not in right standing with God because you've not received Jesus. It's receiving Jesus that puts you in right standing with God. See, even before we got to this point in life where you'd have to make this choice, the sacrifice was already born and already given, which means that there's no work on your part. All the work was done by God himself through that body of Jesus. God loved us. Here's the gospel communicated to you. But sin separated us from God. And God loved us so much that he embodied himself and he came down and walked this earth and took on all sins of humanity. Once he did that, he took that body and hung that body on the tree. That body was buried and that body was judged. And when that body was found innocent, that body rose from the dead with all power. It's now seated at the right hand of the Father so that you and I now can have a right relationship with God without shame, condemnation, or fear if we would simply receive the sacrifice that was given on our behalf. That sacrifice is Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What better gift to give or what better gift even to receive during this Christmas holiday than your life being given back to God and Jesus Christ becoming your Lord and Savior. If that's you and you'd like to make that decision on today, it's a free gift, the Bible says. It's the free gift of righteousness. And if that is you, 
How about for once you receive God's gift to you? Because that's where it all starts. And if today you'd like to make that decision, will you repeat this prayer after me? Whether you're in the room, you're watching me on live stream, just simply make this confession. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost today. I repent of my sins. And Jesus, I receive you as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. I turn now from my old way of living, and I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me, raising me from the dead, seating me with you in heavenly places. I am saved. I am born again in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.